pretty much like my mom was here all by herself. So you know, when uh, my dad finished the scholarship and he went back to Vietnam, and he made a promise to my mother that you know, like he would never go again or mm. you know, uh, do anything like that. Like, he would never be apart from the family again. You know, actually, I really hate it when people say work-life balance. Like, I hate the word balance. Mm. Instead of saying balance, you should say harmony. Mm. Because you know, when you say the word balance, it implies a really like straight straight off. Mm-hmm. Like you had to pick one thing or another, right? Yeah. Man, you gonna, you gonna. But I don't know. But you gonna feel hard when they start growing up and they start yeah, not yeah. talking to you again. Know, right? Welcome to the Vietnam Rising podcast, where we have a discussion with the shakers and movers, individuals in Vietnam about the opportunities in the business scene. I am your host Minh Tham, and let's tune in to catch the inspiring stories, business opportunities, and how to navigate your way in this rising economy. Welcome everybody to another episode of Vietnam Rising. Today is marking our 10 episodes and also my fifth month hosting the podcast. It has been a pleasure for me to able to talk to all the amazing guests that we've been having on and listen to their story of what they love to do and why they are doing it. Our guest today is no different. By day, he's running the research divisions of the world's largest media company. And by night, He is a loving husband and father to his family. Today's guest is Anir from Group M. Welcome onto the show. Hello, everybody. Thank you, Tam, so much for inviting me here today. Very happy to be here. Thank you for participating. Uh, could you introduce to me and the audience what do you do? Hello, everybody. My name is Nghia. I am the head of Group M Knowledge, which is the research division of Group M. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me more about what you do? What exactly the research divisions do? Uh, so our division, we conduct uh, research studies uh, annually and also quarterly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're focusing on consumer insights in media mm-hmm. and we provide insights for our internal media agencies to do planning for the clients. Mm-hmm. And your research division is focusing on the market insight in Vietnam? Yes, in mm-hmm. media especially. Mm-hmm. You also running other side, uh, side hustle as well, right? Yes. In fact, I am the co-founder of a Coffee Shop. Mm-hmm. slash uh, b-bar slash event space slash local brand consignment store called Mother Hustle in uh, D4 um, in Ho Chi Minh City and also um, a mocha pot uh, focus uh, coffee shop in Hanoi called Vagabond mm. What's the mocha pot? Uh, uh, I'm glad you asked so mocha pot is actually um, so you know like whenever you when you go to a coffee shop yeah. and then when you order like a like a latte or like a cappuccino then uh, you know the barista usually Uh, makes your coffee using the espresso machine, right? Mm-hmm. So mocha pot is completely handmade. Mm. So they use a pot and they burn the coffee beans inside the pot oh. and then the espresso will come out. Uh, and so usually uh, a mocha pot um, cup of coffee will you know take more time to do. Mm. Usually and about, would it make yeah. the difference in the taste? Uh, if you just enjoy coffee you know, casually, then uh, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also depends on the, the kind of beans that you use and mm-hmm. also the technique of the baristas. Um, but uh, I think the beauty of it is, you know, the uh, the process of making a cup of coffee, you know, mm. completely handmade. Yeah. And I really love, you know, I really love anything, you know, 100% made by, you know, the hands of the people. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's just an experiment for me to do something like that in Hanoi. Wow, yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. And uh, was your business uh, affected by COVID? Uh, yeah, so, you know, as you can tell, you know, um, all of my businesses are in F&B industry, uh, you know, which I'm not going to pretend that we any different. Uh, so we were deeply infected by the COVID-19, especially back in March and April. Mm. Uh, we had to close for a few weeks. Uh, mm. Everything had, all, all operations had to move online and also for takeaway. Um, and, uh, you know, we had no gas for a few weeks and, you know, things were very uncertain at the time. Yeah. Uh, so luckily, you know, Vietnam was very successful in combating against the virus. So things are being okay now. And uh, we, we reopened about two and a half months ago mm-hmm. and um, things are picking up things are picking up so hopefully in the next I would say hopefully three to four months and uh, we will see you know some positivity mm-hmm. it's, it's funny because we use the word positive nowadays you know to, to describe something negative but you know hopefully things will be brighter uh, yeah. in the next month or so yeah yeah, absolutely um, I think that Vietnam has been very fortunate to have things in control for COVID especially yeah. in this time yes and 
and yeah, thanks to that, like a lot of business, even though they are affected, but things are picking up. Mm. Or if you are fast enough in changing, then maybe things will be different, right? Um, and I'm sure that you would see a lot of that in your research. Uh, about the consumer market as well as in media and yes general. for sure yeah so as you can tell you know COVID-19 is a pandemic so it's um it's impacting the economy of the entire world right now so Vietnam is no different and uh even though Vietnam was early in compacting against the virus but we still have to rely on a lot of you know like foreign exporting, foreign exporting yeah. uh mm-hmm. you know like uh, our connection with China and other countries and yeah. in terms of businesses so um right now you know as you can tell like in 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 my company right now so we still um we still have to rely on our clients and you saw our clients are um multinational companies so mm-hmm. they also have to depend on you know the offices in in, in the US mm-hmm. or in Europe or in other countries which you know, as you can tell right now things are you know still going bad in yeah. other countries so mm-hmm. um So you know, uh, right now I would say in the in the past uh, two or three months, uh, things were slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are picking up again mm-hmm. uh, for sure in mm-hmm. uh, in in quarter three. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, you know, by by the end of the year, we will see you know some momentum, you know, yeah. some positive momentum uh, for the economy. Yeah, but yeah. do you think that there's gonna be a ripple effects considering like they are saying that this is the the new the next global crisis, yeah. economic crisis? Yes, uh, for sure. Uh, I believe so. So you know, things will have to change uh, in terms of on, for for businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, e- even now, like internally, right now, we have to restructure a few things. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, like our clients are also they're shifting their budget and mm-hmm. uh, they're not spending as much as before, mm-hmm. and they're also restructuring their strategy mm-hmm. and also they uh, they plan their the campaigns for even like for the rest of the year and also for next year. Yeah. So you know, we have to be you know on standby and also um, really active in. In, um, in changing, in changing and, and adapting to the yeah. new yeah so you know if there is any new normal I would say there is a new normal in terms of business mm-hmm. uh, very similar to the recession back in 20 you know 28 mm-hmm. uh, 29 in the US yeah um, yeah but this is like this is the first time that Vietnam has something like this uh, ever since SARS mm. back in uh, 2003 yeah so yeah I'm uh, uh, I think I'm for personally I am cautiously optimistic you know mm-hmm. I'm uh, I, you know hopefully you know things will get better and uh, I'm always you know looking forward and yeah. uh, hopefully things will be uh, getting brighter yeah. yeah you have a lot of access in like market insights and consumer behavior right did you able to benefit that to your personal ventures uh yeah To just to a certain extent, yes. Uh, so uh, I, because I work in research, so I know I we have a lot of insight. We conduct a lot of research and study related to consumer insights. Mm-hmm. So we understand how the consumer they think about you know different brands and yeah. different industry and different categories. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, but uh, but to be honest, you know, all of the my side businesses have nothing to do with market research. Mm-hmm. You know, I just love coffee and I love local brands mm-hmm. and I like you know the local creativity. Uh, and I like to support, you know, those creators, like young creators in Vietnam. So, uh, you know, most of the the projects that I've been involved in, you know, mm-hmm. Mother Hustle, Vagabond, and uh, even for Second Siblings, mm-hmm. um, it actually has nothing to do with media, has nothing to do with market research. Yeah. It's just purely based on my personal interests. And mm-hmm. uh, um, yeah, just just pretty much. Uh, you have personal interests in like cultural or like, yes, like uh, local products? Uh, yeah, so I am a, a big fan of, uh, as I said, I was, I'm a big fan of local creators, mm-hmm. uh, local creativity. And, uh, you know, I'm very fortunate to be friends and also be in touch with a lot of uh, young creators right now in Vietnam, mm-hmm. uh, which we also feature in our stores. Mm-hmm. Uh, we yeah. sell a lot of, uh, as you can tell, you can, you, we sell a lot of uh, products from uh, a lot of creators across the country from Hanoi mm-hmm. to, to Saigon. So all um, of, in, in all of your spaces, there will be a place to exhibit like the products from yes, local yes, artists in Vietnam. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, uh, I think that's the beauty of our concept. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we, we, yes, we open a business to, you know, make money, but we're also trying to create like a platform, you know, for other people to thrive in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like uh, we, like for example, like Modern Mono Hustle, we, uh, back in 20. 2018 when we first opened uh, yeah. for two years ago we actually um, did a musical exhibition for uh, the first draft yeah. uh, you know and also we did a few concerts yeah. and uh, so you know it's just stuff like that you know it's really um, 
uh, new, mm-hmm. you know, even for for Saigon uh, in, yeah. in Vietnam. So it's uh, and we got the chance to feature, you know, all of the new artists, mm-hmm. the new musicians, and uh, and others, you know, like yeah. not just in music but also mm-hmm. like in like fashion. Uh, in uh, like clothing, like yeah, like and there's not and, a lot of platform like that in Vietnam, right? Uh, yeah, it's uh, there are there are a lot, but they, they I think they they actually kind of fragmented, you know, uh, so they're not uh, working like together like closely. Community? Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's a community. Yes. Yeah. So you know, my vision, you know, for Mana House, especially for Mana House, is to create like a platform, like a community mm-hmm. for all of those people, mm-hmm. um, to gather together and actually, you know, um, work on something together. Mm-hmm. And you would focus on the products, or you would focus in on people that working on the cultural, the art, everything, everything. Uh, everything. Mm-hmm. So, uh, as you know, um, uh, I the, the other co-founder of Manasa is also my best friend, my um, Tam, which is the uh, founder of Saigon Siblings. Mm-hmm. So, uh, shout out to Saigon Siblings. Shout out to Saigon Siblings. Uh, so he um, he's more like an operational guy. So he he in charge of all of the operations for you know all locations, Saigon Siblings and 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 uh, Manahoso. So that kind of frees me the time, and also that kind of allow me to have the freedom to work with you know the other brands, mm-hmm. the uh, uh, the creators. So. You know, it just it just makes perfect sense for you know because Tom is more like a guy who's like in the back and working yeah. on processes, back office and mm-hmm. operations, and more like a marketing guy, mm-hmm. like a front face of a brand, yeah. and working with um you know other people, just like like the fun stuff. You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> so it, it's uh, it's really cool. And, you know, it's really hard to find somebody like especially your friend. You know, mm-hmm. like it's just tricky when your friends work together, right? Yeah. But I think like, so far people said that you shouldn't work yeah. with friends and family too. Yeah. But I think so far uh, for me and Tom, we have had a really good journey so far. We have a lot of ups and downs for sure. But, uh, you know, if I could come back in time, I would do it again. You know, mm-hmm. it's, just, uh, it's, it's just so much fun in the experience and the, uh, the memories and all of the things that we learn along the way. You know, it's just priceless. So, you know, it's just, I really, you know, I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have one question for you, though. Like, you have your main job at, the one of the biggest, uh, sorry, the biggest media agencies in the world, and then you have several size business business as well. How do you manage your time? Uh, uh, yeah. So, so people ask me these questions a lot. Um, I think there is no secret to this. So, um, I think this is a big misconception. Uh, like you know, people usually talk about like work life balance. Uh, mm-hmm. in a way. So you know. It, Usually, my case is like a is like an example where people talk about like work life balance, especially among my you know small circle of friends. Yeah. Um, but in fact, I don't I don't I don't have any secrets, and uh, I don't I think this is like a big misconception mm-hmm. um, because I have to trade off a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I cannot have it all. So you know, there, there's a saying that uh, you can do anything, mm-hmm. but you can't do everything, right? Mm-hmm. So like for me, I prioritize my family. Uh, that's my top priority, you know, all the time. Um, all day, every day, any mm-hmm. day. Yeah. Um, but I also love my job. I love my job very much. I also, I also have my interests. So, uh, you know, that's how I pursued uh, Mother Hustle and, and other things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, I, in fact, I don't have, I think I have very little social life. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, I have a very small circle of friends, like only a few people who, who are extremely close to me. But you know, I don't. I I very rarely go to any like work, networking events or like, uh, like go to any gathering with you know people who I've never met in the past five years or so. Mm-hmm. You know, I I would tend to zone out a little bit. You yeah. know, I'm a little bit of like an introverted, so you know, mm-hmm. I if I have any excuse not to go to anywhere, so I I would just stay home. <laughs> so I think that it's kind of so it kind of allows me. It kind of gives me time and freedom to pursue what I deeply care about you, which is my family and also the stuff that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, uh, so, uh, do you have any like rules? Like after mm-hmm. 8 PM, you mm-hmm. wouldn't touch work anymore and you just focus on your kids or something like that. Um, no, I actually, you know, so, you know, uh, my kids go to bed quite early. So they go to bed around eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they should sleep by nine, hopefully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, you know, usually um, after nine, I will go for a run. Mm. Um, and then by 10, 10.30 would be my time to work. Mm. So I would work. So I, usually my day would go around. So I wake up at 5.30, I go for a bike ride. Yeah. And then I get back home, I have breakfast with my wife, and my kids, and I go to work. And I go to work until seven. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually, you know, during lunch, I would, you know, drop by my house. So I would drop by here yeah. uh, to check on things and check on my staff here. 
only once a day uh, during my lunch time. And then when I get off work and come back home, that's my family time. So, mm. you know, uh, from, I would say from seven until like 10, that would be like my family, like quality, quality time. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, I would f- just focus on them. Mm-hmm. And then after they go to bed, you know, I would spend some time with my wife a little bit yeah. and then she go to bed and then I would start working again mm. for maybe one to two hours. Yeah. Um, so you, you can see the first thing that I have to trade off right now is time. So, yeah. you know, I would probably sleep around four to five hours a day, mm-hmm. uh, which is not, you know, healthy, mm-hmm. but, uh, it's uh, sufficient enough for me to uh, to operate, uh, mm-hmm. to to work, and also to uh, to focus on my family. Yeah. Uh, but also, as, as I said earlier, I don't really go out mm-hmm. uh, with um, acquaintances. I, I, I wouldn't say friends. I mm-hmm. would go out with my friends, you know, mm-hmm. like for a beer or like for dinner and, mm-hmm. you know, occasionally. But you know, I wouldn't, you know, go like, for someone that you don't barely know. If something like spontaneous, uh, you know, occurs, and you know, somebody like who. I haven't met in years and you know i i would probably need more planning mm-hmm. for that you know probably you know like okay we need to plan for that right not mm-hmm. like spontaneously go out for like a drink you know for, for kind of that kind of friend yeah um so i think that's i think that's uh that's that's just me i think mm-hmm. uh but i feel i feel like by doing so you mm-hmm. know that kind of allows me to have time uh, mm-hmm. with form more important things. But do you yeah. feel like you, you know, miss out on all the, you know, the joy of going out and networking? Because, you know, mm-hmm. we live in such a busy world right now yeah. where we try to balance between uh, work, life, uh, family, friends, you yeah, know, social yeah. life in general. And it's it's pretty hard for a lot of people to just give up on the social life, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, we still have the weekends, right? So during the weekends, me and my wife, we still go out with our friends, uh, our family. Uh, we take the kids out, you know, go shopping, go eat, and uh, just just hang out during the weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I strongly focus on work like five days a week, and during the weekend, you know, I just uh, spend time with the family, and mm-hmm. we we trying to you know go out of the house, you know, uh, as much as possible, and try to you know, but we're still together, we yeah. still spend time together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, with other people too, you know, with like Tam, for example, with Jifun, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 our other friends, mm-hmm. but uh, we always do things together. I think yeah. that's, uh, that's one of the, um, I think that's one of the things that you can see from from me and also my family that mm-hmm. we always like show up together. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think that's great. Like that's, um, that's a lot of valuable time. Sometimes, you know, like yeah. uh, people got too busy and they forgot about the family, right? They're busy yeah. getting work. They got to like moving on to a life and then they don't spend enough time with family, but then you valuable and you make space for your family to make sure yeah. you have them a lot of time with them. Yeah. I feel like, you know, a lot of people, they think that uh, they need to do one thing at the time. Like you know, they have to focus on work and then when they go home, they have to focus on their family. Yeah. I think that's not practical. And uh, because, you know, no matter how hard and no matter how carefully you plan your day, you know, sometimes like, you know, just things just happen. And then you usually, usually like work will bleed into your personal life and vice versa, right? Mm-hmm. Like, for example, when you have dinner and, you know, what if your client calls you or your boss calls you and yeah. you have to pick it up, right? Yeah. Uh, even at like 11 p.m., you would have to. Uh, and vice versa, you know, like for example, like if I'm at work and my wife calls me and my son is sick yeah. and has to go to the hospital, I would have to, you know, ask for leave and, you know, go to the hospital and take care of him. Mm-hmm. So things like that happen all the time. So I think it's, uh, to me, that's why I think like work-life balance doesn't exist. It's mm-hmm. not, it's a misconception and it's a myth. Mm-hmm. It doesn't exist. Um, to me, I think a more appropriate way to look at this is, um, it's an integration. Mm. So we embrace the busy life, especially right now, because we're living among like, you know, 24 seven devices, like technology and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like there's no way for us to completely shut down from work and just mm-hmm. focus on family. There's no way to do that. Yeah. So I think that the better way to do it is you embrace the busy life that you have and kind of allow it, you know, to, to, to come into your life naturally. So yeah. for example, what I mean by that is for example, um, uh, like, you know, would I take, you, would you, would you cons- so would, yeah. were you the one that like um okay uh if, if you when you met your wife you feel like oh it's the right time and you get married right away or mm-hmm. would you be like okay um i'm i need to be at certain phase in my life before i oh, get yeah. ready for for get married that's a completely different question then no but right? it's kind of like related right because if you're having your family as like yeah. your mom and dad then yeah it's kind of like yeah you it, it's already easy to integrate but then mm-hmm. if you make your own family then you have to you know section the part where you invest in it uh 
So, you know, when I got married with my wife, I was at a different stage of my life. So, you know, I was, I got married quite early. Mm-hmm. I got married when I was 27. I mean, there, there, is, there is no definition of early or late in marriage, right? So if the right time is the right time, then you get married. But I feel like, you know, the, the common perception from, especially from parents and also my relative is that I, we kind of got married early. Mm-hmm. But at the time we feel okay. We feel like, you know, it, it's the right time to do it. And, um, and we've, been, we've been happily married for over five years now, almost mm-hmm. six years now. So uh, we have two young kids and uh, we, and I mean, every, every couple have their ups and downs and, 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 uh, and, and stuff and struggles, right? But I feel like in the past six years, like it's been great for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel like, you know, it's- um, So there was no mental was, hurdles for you to like, oh, no. I need to do this before I get married. No, so usually, you know, when I, especially when I talk to my, my close friend, Thumb here, you know, he would have a completely different, point of view because he would feel like i need to make it before you know i can you know uh provide for my family Mm -hmm. which is right there's Mm -hmm. no right or wrong for that but you know for me yeah uh, i do well i do feel like that too i i actually kind of resented to that because um you know like in vietnam like Mm -hmm. me as a woman then i am my role and my expected role is to get married make a family take care of the family that's the woman duty right so right now i'm in a phase where i'm like okay if I have to session a lot of my time to focus on my family, I want to uh, spend at least a few a few time uh, as my beginning, you know, uh, adult life to just focus on myself, mm-hmm. do what I w- I want before I get married, so I don't yeah. wa- I don't feel the regret afterward. But it's fun and it's better if you do it together with another person, with your partner. Mm-hmm. So that's how I feel about my wife. So, you know, uh, I could have done all of this. You know, I could have still worked for Group M for my current company if I'm still single, right? If I'm, I'm still going to work on Modern Hustle and, and Second Sippings and Vagabond if I'm still single. Yeah. But it's fun when I have my wife and it's, it's like a supporter and your, it's like your partner, right? Yeah. In, in life. And um, it, it would, for me, it changed, it completely changed the way that I look at things. Uh, com- like what I mean is that like the, comp- the big comparison between being single and being a husband and a father of two is that whatever you do, you have to think about your family. So that's why I think like for me, um, I always have to prioritize my family, mm. even though, you know, my, my wife is very understanding. She allows me and she completely supports me to, you know, for me to pursue anything that I want to do, like, you know, for Mono Hustle. Yeah. So speaking of which, you know, like when I worked on Mono Hustle in the very early beginning, like even before we opened, uh, like three months before we opened, I pretty much had to work like 14 to 16 hours a day. Yeah. Because I had to work on my man job. And then, you know, later at night, I have to work on this project. Yeah. And I had to, you know, uh, work on the process and try to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but my wife was very understanding and she's, she knows that this is something that I'm com- really passionate about. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, and she completely understands, you know, so that was late nights for me. I had mm-hmm. to go home late and, mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really have to, I didn't really get to spend time with my daughter. I didn't have my son at the time, but I mm-hmm. had, my, my, my daughter was about three years old. Yeah. So I didn't really have to spend time with her. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel really bad, you know, but you know, so this is, this is the second point that I'm trying to, yeah. to go to. So I think work-life balance is not about having to pick one thing or another. Yeah. Because for, for example, when I was working on Mother Hustle, you know, I had to completely trade off my personal life for my work, yeah. right? I only have 25 hours and yes. I spent 16 hours on, 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 on my work already. So, and the rest is for sleep and for eating, right? Uh, so I didn't, I, for days, I didn't really see my daughter and I feel really bad, right? Mm-hmm. But then, you know, after Mother Hustle was opened mm-hmm. and things were getting stable and, you know, I kind of took a step back. I didn't really have to, you know, yeah. work on things again because I had the back office and the staff mm-hmm. that's starting to do things more. So that's when, you know, I have more time for my family and mm-hmm. we, you know, we went for a vacation and we spent more time, you know, so we kind of make up for that, you know? Yeah. So it's not, so my point is, you know, it didn't really have to be one thing at a time at any specific time. Mm-hmm. So it, it can be just work mm-hmm. or it can be just family time. Yeah. And then, you know, it, it's, it's how you make things like in harmony. Yeah. If you want it, you make it happen, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what, that that's also goes back to the first part, which is integration. So mm-hmm. you allow things to go together hand in hand. Yeah. Um, and then uh, if you can do that, and also I think that's, that's a better way to, to, um, to expect things. Yeah. Yeah. And another example I was going, uh, trying to say is um, whenever we have like meetings here or at my household, yeah, I try to bring my daughter. Oh, yeah. yeah. This episode is brought to you by Saigon Siblings Cafe. They are coffee lunatics who love to bring you a unique cafe experience in Vietnam. 
Their mission is to share the new story about Vietnam to those around the world and people who call Vietnam the home base. I love the fact that we can go to any of their locations and find amazing local products and amazing drinks as well. This is my go-to place whenever I want to show someone amazing products from Vietnam and a good time. Check them out at saigonsiblings.vn I think one reason is it's it's a good reason for her to spend time with me because you know now she's almost five so she's very yeah. uh, uh, she knows a lot of things now she can speak and she can express her feelings now so yeah. uh, you know I want to spend my quality time as a father and a daughter together mm-hmm. uh, and also I want her to see what I've been working on yeah. and I want her to see the stuff that you know her daddy is working on and yeah. the people that he's surrounded with right yeah. uh, his friends and uh, his partners and, and, and other stuff and other people so I think um, you know if if I have any chance to bring my daughter or my wife to 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 see what I'm been working on, yeah. I, I would. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think that would um, that would help them to understand more about myself and also about the stuff that I'm been working on, mm-hmm. so they can be more understanding. And yeah. um, it will help the, the the relationship between me and my wife a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Like, um, I I do agree that um, having a partner who is understanding and support you, and you know be there and fulfill the parts that you couldn't fulfill yes. in the family role is actually really important. And yeah, and I remember actually what you said about your your daughter, uh, when you bring her to work, I actually remember that for my dad as well. Mm. So we also have a family business and I remember most of my childhood was spending in his office, hanging out and having, yeah. And then it makes me, yeah, it's making me more aware of yeah. what he does yeah. and he makes, and it helps me to, forming what i want to do in my life absolutely yes yeah. uh, especially between the father and the daughter so if the daughter usually looks up to his to her father and uh if you spend like a lot of quality time with uh your daughter yeah it will instill the mentality into your uh, into her head yeah like it's the same thing for my dad and my sister mm-hmm. uh i think and uh also for me and my daughter and you're just the example that you, that you just had yeah so yeah so then you know that's why i meant by you know if i have any chance to, mm-hmm. to do it i would yeah. Yeah. Uh, where your dad was also a family-oriented guy. Uh, yes, he is actually. So, a funny thing is when my when my parents got married. By the time my my parents got married, my my mother was still working. Mm. But by the time they got married, uh, my 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 mom just stayed at home mm-hmm. and just took care of my sister. So, sure, they had my sister just one year after I got married. Yeah. Uh, and then ever since uh, my mom has been staying home mm-hmm. until now. Wow. Uh, so she's been a stay at home mom for uh, 38 years now. Wow. Yeah. And uh, you know what, what makes me really appreciate my father and my mother is uh, when I was born, I was born in 1988. So when I was born, my father actually got a scholarship to go to Czech Republic. Oh, uh, to study, but it, at the time it was like a it was like a scholarship for study and uh, and working together. It's like a it's like a what do you call it right nowadays? It's like a you 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 go there and you study and like a you work, have to work fellowship, something like that. Yeah. It's like it's like a work and 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 study yeah, scholarship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah got it. So you had to commit um a few years uh, after you studied there. You had to commit like one to two years. Oh, to oh so to, to the Czech Republic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah okay. Uh, so you know it was very tricky, right? It was very, it was very critical from parents because I was just born like mm. like a few weeks old. Yeah. And then uh, my parents had to make a decision that uh, whether or not my, my dad can go or I could mm-hmm. go. Um, so he did go. So mm-hmm. they decided he could, he could, he could go. Uh, so what it means that, so my mom would have to take care of my sister. My sister was five at the time and I was I was a few weeks old uh, for five years. Yeah, wow. So you can imagine like, I had, I didn't really have my father by my side for the first five years of my life. Yeah. And, you know, and there was no internet at the time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, you know, phone call was really expensive. Yeah. So the only way that I could get in touch with each other was running letters and oh, saying yeah. photos. So I could, I, I, like my parents still keep all of them now. So I saw a lot, you know, like in the letters, like, you know, one time that my mom sent a letter to my dad, uh, you know, it took months to yeah, get yeah. to the checkbook. Right? So like, even like, I remember there was one time that she was writing a letter and in the letter, she said that, you know, like my, your son, which is me, like started to walk now. Oh. But by the time that my dad got that letter, like I was I was already, you know, running? like running around wow. and like talking already. So you you can see like how how difficult it was, mm-hmm. you know, uh at the time. 
Um, so that's it why it must be rough for him too. To it, you know, it was, miss, it was to miss that time. It was you. rough for everybody. Yeah, and uh, at the time, also my grandparents and also my aunts and my other uncles, they um they went to the US in 1990. So pretty much like my mom was here all by herself. Yeah, uh, for a few years, for three, four years. Mm -hmm. So you know when uh, my dad finished the scholarship and he went back to Vietnam and and he started working and uh, you know he uh, he made a promise to my mother that you know like he would never go again or mm. you know uh, do anything like that like, he would never be apart from the family again yeah and he you know kept his promise until this day like he so that's why you know my mom has been just staying at home so my dad has my my dad was the only source of revenue yeah like income, income. generation for for the family um, and. Uh, And you know, I because I I was young when I saw that, and you know, I spent a lot of time with my mom at home, and my dad worked work really hard, mm -hmm. uh, and he came home and he, you know, he supported the family for how many years? Like so many years, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, he, uh, and you know that I got to where I am today because of my my parents, mm -hmm. and uh, so you know, it's the I think that's mentality in the the family values mm -hmm. that uh, that uh, my father shared with my mother mm -hmm. instilled that in inside of me, yeah. so. So, was you know, there what, any like moment yeah. or like something that he did for you that makes you really appreciate the family values that he yeah. had that he has and then he you you know it instilled to, into you and you make the decisions to follow his path in prioritizing um, the family I think my dad is like a typical Asian man which is like uh, what I mean is that he didn't really show his feelings yeah. like he doesn't say I love you mm-hmm It's not like it's, it's not an Asian thing. It's not yeah, a Vietnamese yeah. thing. It's not a Vietnamese thing. Well, uh, Asian in general. Yeah. Something. So he doesn't say like "I love you," mm -hmm. but you know, by actions you can tell, right? Yeah. Like he, I I knew that you know, like 30 years ago, um, he didn't really make much, mm -hmm. but he still like dry heart and to and sent me to like an English school, wow. which at the which at the time was a luxury. You know, like VUS, like 25 years ago was like a like was like a big thing. You know, yeah. like. You like you know I studied English when I was six, mm -hmm. uh, five or six, which is really uncommon at the time. You yeah. know, like people wouldn't study English until they went to like secondary high school. Sure, but you know I I kind of got like a like a heads up before everybody else like for a few years. Mm -hmm. You know because I I show my interest in in in, mm -hmm. in languages in yeah. general and also in English particularly. So my 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 dad has to work really hard and to send me to school because he knows he knew that at the time that I I loved English and I loved languages. And uh, you know, just just stuff like that, just show that you know how much he care about family, and also for me. Um, and you know, during the time that I was in the U.S. Uh, for college, and mm -hmm. uh, I didn't really get the chance to see my dad because I was in the U.S. for a few years. Uh, I went I went in uh, 2006, and I didn't come back for the first visit until 2010, so four years. Mm -hmm. uh, so I didn't really see my dad for four years, and and he had to work really hard at the time too to you know to make sure that the family is still doing okay you know why i was being away yeah um and uh, you know it just just stopped that we never talk about any of this but yeah. you know um, what we can tell that by actions that he that he pretty much the only protector of the entire family yeah and that instead and you would want to do yeah, that for I, your family i as thrive well. to be somebody like him you know like if anything in my life i just want to be like my dad mm. you know uh, somebody like my dad um who has a very strong family values mm -hmm. that uh, he puts his family above anything else mm -hmm. uh, and it's and it just not his family it's also like my grandparents and uh, you know my aunt which is like uh, his uh, sister and brothers mm -hmm. and I can see that the way that he treats other people too like he puts his family above anything else mm -hmm. so you know which um, I think it's uh, it's like across Throughout the whole, like many many years, and and it's kind of instilled inside of me, and yeah. it creates the person that I am today. And mm -hmm. yeah, so there was like nothing in particular that happened mm -hmm. uh, that uh, that kind of did that to me. Mm -hmm. it, I think it was just part of my childhood mm -hmm. and how the way that I was brought up by my, by my parents. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I see that you have a very strong father figure in your yeah. life where you can you know model it. Um, but I understand that you also spent a few years abroad and you also seen the different values in the culture of Western Asia, right? Yes. In Asia and in Vietnam, we are very family oriented. Yes. But in the US, it's more of like individuals and more of like, oh, I, myself and I. Um, being exposed to both, why do you still decide that family values is better option? Um, I'm actually... Uh, there is still a, a big combination of both inside of me. So um, there's a little part of me still quite questionized in a way. So, you know, I was in the U.S. for seven years. 
I got used to a lot of things in the US uh, f- for seven years. So when I, when I first got back here in uh, 2012, you know, it took me like a few months like to get used to things in Vietnam, even though I am a Vietnamese. Yeah, of um, course. Like you've been away yeah. for like almost a decade. Like, you know, the traffic and how people, you know, they drive here <laughs> and uh, the people here too. Like, you yeah. know, it, they're very different. Like, it took me like, like some time to get used to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there, there, there are a few things that uh, I still cannot uh, forget, you know, cannot like get rid of, you know, inside of me because I was in the US for so long, for yeah. seven years. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, for, like food mm-hmm. and also like the manners, uh-huh. for example. Uh, like I, I, I think sometimes I still act like you know, like like a foreigner in, in a way. Uh-huh. Uh, you can ask them about this; <laughs> and he, can, he can tell you. But you know, I would say ninety percent of of me is still a Vietnamese, and uh, and a lot of the core values that I have, uh, you still from my family, and uh, is still um, uh, very much family oriented. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, uh, what is something that you? would do different compared to your dad in the way you protecting your family? Um, my dad is not, I think except uh, aside from the scholarship thing that he did in Czech Republic, aside from that, uh, you know, like, cause you know, I, I was so young. I was, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, I was a few weeks old, so I yeah. didn't really know anything, but you know, would ever, you, would ever you since- ever, you know, take a leave like that? Cause you, you have that experience with modern hustle for like a few months. Right. Yeah. But if it's, a one in a lifetime opportunity in like I think know. I did that with Vagabond because Vagabond was in, San, in Hanoi oh. but then I didn't really have to travel like for years right mm-hmm. I every two weeks I take a trip to Hanoi to yeah. check up on things and and we work remotely yeah. uh, with my partner and also my staff from Hanoi um, but I would I mean to to be what apart it, from what, my wife but, for but years, what if it makes you know your family's mm, you know because it is a li- one of lifetime opportunity, right? It's maybe uh, an increase in income or something that could so yeah. um, valuable for your self improvement that you know you f- yeah maybe you need to go. Then oh, would you do yeah. it? Uh, it's it still benefit your family. It's yeah. not like it's not benefiting, right? But it's just I, I that you have to trade a few time for like maybe three months away yeah. from them. I think it would have to make sense. Like it would have to make a lot of sense financially for me to do that. Mm. Like it would have to be like a, like a sustain or like a really big jump from mm. where I am today in order for me to make that decision. Because right now, you know, my kids are really young and, um, you know, my, I, I have a big belief that, you know, for my kids, if they are under six, especially if they are under six years old, yeah, that's the time that you need to spend with them. So I, you know, f- in order for me to really make that decision to, you know, to be apart from my family, it would have to be like a, like a really once in a, once in a million years opportunity to do something that, you know, really, really big. But, you know, it, I, I can't even imagine that, you know, mm-hmm. I can't even imagine like being apart from my family for, for like a week. Yeah. To be honest, like, uh, like, you know, like recently I, uh, I've been uh, traveling for work again and, uh, it's only for a few days, but you know, like it's, it's just like, I'm, I'm not used to it, you know, it just, mm-hmm. um, because we so we so used to doing things together, mm-hmm. uh, so uh, it's a family. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's just really hard, and especially right now, like my my, my daughter is going through a phase that uh, she she's she's getting more close to me because my wife has to take care of the, of the baby boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, I don't I don't want to be apart from that. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, but yeah, to, to answer your question, so I think it would have to be like a really, really big, big, big like mm-hmm. gigantic uh, yeah. opportunity for me to consider that. Otherwise, you know, I, I can't imagine that. I can't imagine uh, accepting anything. Yeah, Yeah, I see. Well, yeah, I think so too. Like if it's not financially, you know, such a big difference, then yeah, I don't yeah. think it's yeah. important too, right? Because yeah. there are so many opportunities out there. Yeah, I think like um, it's easier. It, w- it would be easier if you are single, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, even like if you married, for example, but you have no kids, mm-hmm. for example, right? And then if something like that happened to you, like like a big opportunity happened, I would say it would be easier for you to make that decision because it was just between you and the wife or your partner, right? Yeah. But if you have kids, mm-hmm. right, it it would change everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Man, you gonna you gonna but I don't know, but you the, gonna feel hard when they start growing up and they start yeah, not yeah. talking to you again. I know, right? <laughs> but I don't know because you know, like uh, for example, like my current boss uh-huh. uh, right now at Kubram, um He's been travel. He's been uh, working like in different countries, but every time he was in a different country, he brings his family. Mm. So, um, 
I also it's it's, it's it's so different. But like, let's say if I have a chance to go to like, let's say for example Singapore, yeah, and if I can bring my family, mm-hmm. then that would be like a different story, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, if it's just me, mm-hmm. like the opposite is just for me, then I have to be away from my family. Then I don't know. Yeah, I, I can't imagine that. Yeah, so, yeah. That's why right now I feel like I still need to get that out of my system. Yeah. Like maybe I can, I have to do something for my own. Not like everything, right? Because, you know, career is something lifelong. But at least something that I feel like, okay, I have spent a lot of time on self-improvement and I've learned a lot of things on that. And I have all the time in my life right now mm-hmm. to focus on it. And once, you know, once I'm like, okay, that is a good, you know, good touching point of of the goal, then okay, I yeah. can do something else. But I agree, like you have such a good supporting partner. I think that it's just so, so important for everybody to have a work-life balance. Mm. You just have someone that, you know, balance out the things that you couldn't handle by yourself, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's less lonely too, of course. You know, actually, I really hate it when people say work-life balance. Like, I hate the work balance. Mm. In, in that context, I really hate it because I think because uh, uh, I recently saw an, an article from uh, from Jeff Bezos from Amazon. He said that instead of saying balance, you should say harmony, mm. because you know when you say the word balance, it implies a really like strict trade off. Mm-hmm. Like you had to pick one thing or another, right? Yeah. But like harmony is like you allow things to like go together, right? Mm-hmm. It's like work and personal like can go together if yeah. you if you know how to manage it, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that uh, that's how I've been doing that i would say at least for the past five years mm-hmm. ever since i had my daughter uh, i'm you know trying to get my work in order um, yeah focus on my work mm-hmm. but still prioritize my family yeah. yeah um as someone that spent a few years overseas i'm sure that you also uh been exposed to a lot of the western culture like individualisms and you know the hustles uh life in generals but um you still choose the family values, which is very um, ingrained in the Asian culture. Uh, why is that? Um, so I was in the U.S. for about seven years uh, for college. Uh, I got back in uh, 2012. So, you know, by the time when I got back here, it's actually, you know, it actually took me a few months to get used to things here again. Uh, you know, the traffic and driving around, etc. cetera. Um, so I would say, you know, even until now, I still have the Western values inside of me, you know, especially for like manners and uh, independence. Uh, but, you know, I still choose to be a family oriented person because that's just how I was raised. You know, uh, that's how, you know, my parents showed me what's important in life, you mm-hmm. know, uh, so I still choose to be a family person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you told me that your wife has been a very supporting partner mm-hmm. for you mm-hmm. to do all to do all the ventures that you've been doing. Um, what has she done to you for you? Um, so you know, uh, in the in the past five years, ever since that we had our daughter, my wife has been staying at home mom. So she hasn't been working. So she's focused entirely, hundred percent on you know raising our kids. Um, so you know, to me, that's the a really big sacrifice from her side. You know, she doesn't really go out anymore. She's just staying at home, taking care of the kids. That allows me to, you know, do the hard part, going outside, making money, you know, supporting for the family. So I think the, um, the key to make this work is the element of trust that we have for each other. Uh, so I think to answer your question, I think it's integrity. So it's uh, the most important element to keep things intact and uh, keep things work, uh, you know, for any kind of, relationship and, mm-hmm. and in order to make you know, the work-life balance work. I actually have a question for you. Um, so, you know, as a modern age, young and very successful business owner at such a young age, I mean, how you are like 20... 20 mm. it's, it's, that's amazing. This, this is like not non-disclosure okay. informations. But that's so amazing. <laughs> like, so you, you, you are, you know relatively very successful at a very young age. So to you, uh, what are your core values, mm. um, not just in business, but also in life that is that are non-negotiable? Um, I think one of it is similar to yours is integrity. 
Um, I truly values people that, or like in my life, my my number one principle is that I have to always be honest and stay true to myself. That's the promise I've made for myself mm -hmm. when I start, you know, participating in working and doing business. Um, I feel like that's the most important thing for anyone is to understand who you are and what you want in life. And you stay true to that. So that you don't just, you know, get compromised by um, other means in life or others, you know, opportunities, et cetera, right? Because, for example, like you, you have your family value as the number one value and you stay true to that. Mm -hmm. And I really, really appreciate people who could stay true to their values because, you know, like in the world, there's not a lot of people and sometimes, you know, they, they just disasters to themselves. And I think that just do a lot of harm for themselves. Yeah. And okay. someone, as someone that being very lucky to be able to understand myself a lot, then yeah, I I truly, truly believe that integrity and honesty, especially to yourself, okay. is the most important value. So have you ever considered like homeschooling for your children? Uh, yes, we have. So me and my wife, we talked about this uh, for a while. So, you know, my, my daughter, especially, you know, during the COVID-19 uh, period, you know, like school were closed and my daughter had to stay home for a few months and she's still staying home right now for, for the summer. Um, so if you combine, you know, the Tet holidays and the COVID-19 period, she's been staying at home for, I would say six months. Mm -hmm. So during that time, we had to, ve to be very creative with, you know, the way that we educate, you know, my daughter, mm -hmm. we have to think of the, the things and ways, you know, for her to, to keep her, you know, active, entertained, entertained mm. and educated as well. Uh, so, you know, we, along the way, we, we discussed it, but, you know, like, what's the future of this? You know, like, um, she's going to be staying at home, you know, for homeschooling. But I feel like, you know, especially in Vietnam, what's really important for kids, especially for, not just in Vietnam, but, you know, for, for anywhere in the world, is the social side of it. You know, I think for kids, in order for them to go out, see friends, meet, making friends, yeah. especially at a very early stage in their life. And, you know, to be able to socialize with other people, you know, to see the world around them. Mm. And, uh, you know, to, to me, it's, me and my wife, we always have this really strong belief that, you know, the education coming from the parents, which is me and my wife, you know, you know, outweighs the yeah. importance of in what she learns in school. Yeah. Um, they, 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 they're also very important, but, you know, I think that the way that we treat yeah, uh, I think most people yeah. learn things from their families. Exactly, they copy yeah. the parents, right? So, yeah. yeah, so to me, that's more important, but I feel like she needs to have friends. Like she, she, she needs to go out to see the world and to explore herself and, and to see what she likes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we, we try to do that. So, um, uh, so we talk about homeschooling, but uh, for a foreseeable future, we, I don't think we're going to do it anytime mm -hmm. soon. Yeah. I see, I see. But yeah, you, you definitely still, you know, because since you're, uh, spending a lot of time with her yeah. so homeschooling doesn't necessarily mean like you have to you know educate her the entire time but yeah. in your entertainment or your family time you can like harmonize the educations and yes and, yeah and for sure yeah thing. yeah so uh so my my daughter like she has been uh, studying english for about a year now mm -hmm. and uh it's funny because she actually communicates in english more than in Viet in vietnamese wow mm -hmm. like you know sometimes like, when she plays with her, her dolls and and the toys and she's speaking English and he just like makes up a story in English. So it's really cool uh -huh. to see that. Uh, so you know, that's why I really want her to have friends, you know, to go out to have making friends in school so they can do that together, right? It'd, yeah. It'd be more fun for her. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and, you know, because we live in a, an apartment, so the apartment is quite small. So, you know, the space is kind of like, it's, it will get to you, you know? So I kind of want her to go out more and uh, see the world more. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, what was, uh, tell me one of the most rewarding moments for you while you're spending time with your family. Um, so before I talk about my, my, so before I talk about myself, you know, so me and my father, we, uh, recently talked about, you know, us, cause we, we never got a chance to really have a deep conversation about yeah. stuff, especially of our feelings. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, my dad is very, he said that he's very proud of me and also proud of my sister and, uh, you know, proud of, you know, the grandkids and, and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, and which, you know, and he said that it, it, it makes all of his sacrifices worth it. Mm -hmm. So if you think about it, so when I think about it, um, I'm 32 right now. So, you know, my sister is 38. So about 40 years, right? So they've been, um, my parents been together and they've been going through so much. Like, you know, like the first few years in my life, yeah, I didn't have my father and, 
my my dad is the only working person in the family and he's the only person working so he and he he was able to provide for the entire family and yeah. we got to where we are right now so you know whatever i think about it it just um it really means so much to me you know uh it is it's quite similar to you know to any story that you hear you know, from from any immigrant like you know the parents like go to the us and they have nothing and they raise the kids like you know going to college and you know just make it out there it's very similar but you know my uh, because my, my parents in are in vietnam and i'm i'm still living in vietnam so so i think uh to me you know just hearing that story from my father you know kind of makes me want to do the same for my kids you know just provide 100% of what i can mm-hmm. uh make sure that you know they have the best you know, by best i mean like it doesn't have to be just education but just like to have very happy life and very mm-hmm. mentally fulfilling mm-hmm. uh so to me so far you know i think because my kids are still quite young so i don't see that yet but you know sometimes when whenever my daughter just comes up to me and hug me and she mm-hmm. said you know i love you you know which is not very common for mm-hmm. vietnamese oh, people yeah, you know absolutely i think uh i think it's it um uh, the the role that my my wife and, and even myself play a part is you know because we're very open to that uh you know you can express what you feel you can mm-hmm. express your your opinions and your feeling just do it uh so you know i think my my daughter has been doing that so she's she's been expressing her feeling you know like very very freely you know uh to, to me and my wife so i think that's uh, that's that's been very rewarding uh so far so hopefully you know in the next few years when she goes to school and also for my son to grow up and uh, we start to see you know more things mm-hmm. in the future yeah yeah absolutely i think that's the um, the best gift any parents can yeah. give to their children is the freedom to express themselves and i think yeah as someone that also have a very strong father figure i feel like i'm very blessed to have him very open for me to do whatever i want mm-hmm. support me anyways mm-hmm. and in any means that he can and yeah it has opened a lot of things for me like especially courage courage to do what i want to do for sure yes mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. yeah and i think that is a beautiful note to end our episodes uh before any of this episode if you want to connect with Nia for any of his work for in the F&B scene if you want to check out his space or if you want to know more about the market insights then how do we get to you uh so you can check out my instagram page uh the handle is nghia very simple just five letters mm-hmm. nghia uh, I'm very happy to, uh, you know, have a chat over a cup of coffee about business, about sneakers, about family, uh, just pretty much everything surrounding Vietnam right now. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Thank Han. you so much. Thank you so much for inviting me here today. Yeah, absolutely. And it has been a pleasure to have you guys he- uh, have you here Likewise. today. Yes. And thank you, everybody, to for tuning in on this episode. If you like this episode, uh, make sure you can rate us on iTunes as well as at let us know what you think about the episodes on our Facebook fan page or our email vietnamrisingpodcast at gmail.com and I'll see you on the next one. See ya. See ya.